According to the National Wellness Institute, there are seven domains of wellness, with one of them being spiritual wellness. Spiritual wellness is the search for and understanding of the meaning of life and finding purpose. Wellness Continuing offers spiritual tools and resources to better understand the meaning of life and your true nature. From a podcast on consciousness in the afterlife, to blog posts, as well as healing music with binaural beats and more. The ancient Chinese believed that the heart was the center of human cognition, and therefore the heart and the mind are one. Wellness Continuing. Elevate your heart-mind. Welcome to Life Continuing, conversations that explore consciousness, healing, and infinite existence. I'm Tanya Berg. Kimberly Meredith is a self-taught medical intuitive, trance channeler, surgical hands-on healer, and spiritual teacher with gifts of the Holy Spirit. Her abilities started at birth, but were intensified by two near-death experiences. Her book, Awakening to the Fifth Dimension, explains how to raise our vibration in order to live in this higher and evolved dimension that includes energetic healing for the mind, body, and spirit. Take a listen as we discuss Kimberly's scientifically verified medical intuition and healing, and how her ability of mediumship has recently manifested. Kimberly, it's so nice to have you here on the show today. Thank you for having me here. What I notice about the energy healers of the world, which is, I love this topic, um, is that energy healers seem to have lives that are filled with calamity and trauma. And also they have inklings of their gifts in childhood. And I know you've had all of this. So this is an incredible story. Um, let's, let's actually just go back to, to when you were a baby and, and you were blinking. There was blinking going on. That was a sign of some kind of higher consciousness channeling through you. Tell me about that. Yeah, I, I always thought um, I didn't really know when I was little that that was connected to any, you know, huge thing until later on, I'd say more adulthood and my near-death experiences now. But when I was little, I just was connected and I was blinking and I was doing things that now I know was connected to the omnipresent. So um, like healing animals and doing healings on people like my grandmother. And um, but there was clearly my grandfather was following me around with a camera and I was blinking. And so now that's how I communicate with the omnipresent is through the blinking and um, uh, asking questions, my eyes will blink back answers. And faster than even seven years ago when I started actually communicating with spirit again through the blinking. But we, yes, when I was born, I was communicating with the blinking that was going on. Right. So, and then you've had not one, but two near-death experiences, which I know, according to PMH Atwater, the famous researcher on child near-death experiences, has reported from her research that every time a person has a near-death experience, their abilities, whether it's psychic, medium, healing, etc., goes up a level with each near-death experience. So the more near-death experiences one has, 
the stronger those abilities can become. And that's what seemed to happen to you. Is that right? It is. And I, in this book, Awakening um, to the Fifth Dimension, I talk about two NDEs, but I've actually had three. I had one when I was a child, um, but I don't talk about that in this book. I talk about the two, but I actually did have three. Wow. And, uh, and my gifts started coming out full blown after my third near death experience. And now just recently in the last year, <clears throat> I'm now speaking to the other side. So now in my readings, I don't just do the medical intuitive mediumship and healing because I am a, a healer. Um, I also now speak to uh, the other side. So the other side has become real chatty. Some kind of a chatty Kathy, and um, now I I do readings um, with the other side, crossover readings, not only crossover readings, but so if I do a reading on maybe your grandmother comes in and wants to talk about your medical health, but I'll, when I'm doing a reading about your grandma coming in and talking, then I'll talk about your grandmother's sister. So my my um, intuition is now upgraded even more. These are many hats you're wearing, let's say. So you've got the healing ability. Well, let's say actually you've got the intuitive, the medical intuition. So that's like, you're like a human MRI is what you've been known as. That started happening. Yeah. You know, that came about in 2000. Um, that started happening when I started going out to all the research facilities. And I basically was just in my home minding my own business <laughs> and people were contacting me. A lot of people ask me, you know, why did, how did you even get into these research facilities? And basically they were calling me. They found out about me. I'd gone to Maryland. I was doing a, um, my first expo was in Virginia and the lady there told somebody um, about me uh, that was in a facility doing research studies. And then by the time I came back from there, um, I got called at SciTech, which was out here in LA. And then from there, that's when the, the gentleman there said, um, I've never seen anybody. And I was being tested with another psychic who um, was on the, a cover of a magazine with me, uh, James Von Prague. And um, I was being tested against a thermography machine. I don't know if you know this. And I beat yep. out the thermography machine. And That's the heat, it's a heat sensor, right? It senses uh -huh. the heat in the body. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what they did, they had 17 patients and each one of them, um, they said, we're going to have you tell us what's wrong with each per patient, uh, client. And then we're going to do, um, not only have you do a psychic, um, evaluation, we're going to have you do a healing evaluation, which we've never done before. And I said, okay. And after that, we're going to put you through the thermography, uh, the, through the thermography and see the difference right there on the spot, not a few days later. Every test that I've done at each research institute has been different. They're all different types of testing that I've done. And I said, okay. And after the thermography test, um, they saw uh, significant differences in each uh, test of each person. And in fact, one of them, which was a breast thermography, the lumps were completely gone. And that was the beginning of it. 
I got on the cover of that magazine because that was connected to the research facility. Then I had gotten a call from Dr. Norman Sheely, who found out about me when I got flown to New York City to do an event at the Life Center in New York City. And at the Life Center in New York City, the woman who owned the center had an issue. My guides don't like breast cancer and prostate cancer. My guides don't like any kind of cancer. So people that know about me know that when you're going to do a Zoom session with me or an event with me, I'm most likely going to find I'm a preventative medical intuitive medium. So all of my research studies and things like that, when I tend to go, um, I tend to know what's in somebody. So that type of the research thing, I don't have any problem kicking those things out on that end. The healing part of the research study is mind blowing even to me because I'm doing the healing and it's gone. It's incredible. So this is probably the most important piece of the conversation for just for the general population is that <laughs> you are scientifically verified. This isn't just, you know, a story or whatnot. And we're just um, believing this on faith, although there's nothing wrong with that either. But in this day and age, a lot of people want that scientific backing. And you've got that. Yeah, I feel like what you're saying, yes. So, yes, it has been verified. It is there on paper, on x-rays, on MRIs, and it is still there. It's going on over and over again. I have a practice and people still come in, they get the healings and they get excited and it's gone. And I mean, it's happened to me and it over and over. And the why the book is so cool is that it talks about it in the book. It has the studies in the book. And how do you stay healed? You know, how do you keep going with your health? How, do, how And why do we get sick? You know, that's, that's what's important that we emotionally and physically understand that it's so connected to our beliefs and our environmental pollution. And that's where my guides like to come in and help people understand that um anyway i'll let you ask the questions oh sure yeah <laughs> yeah so so like i said and i'm only emphasizing the scientific validation um because again these days a lot of people are, are skeptical unsure uncertain about these things um i don't know where we lost our way because i know yeah you know thousands and thousands of years yeah. ago energy healing was the norm sound healing herbal healing etc so um somewhere along the way we lost that and it's uh we're bringing it back um and boy do we need it now more than ever so um so that that's a really key thing so thank you for sharing that and it's all in your book um awakening to the fifth dimension discovering the soul's path to healing and yes healing is not just about identifying the condition and or healing it, but like you said, getting to the root cause, preventative. Um, and it's more, it's not even about uh, awakening to the ability to physically keep yourself healthy, but also the awakening of the spirit. Actually, yes. And 
what I like about talking about the scientific research um, and, and going into the scientific, going back to them researching me and my brain and going into the IONS Institute, which was founded by Edgar Mitchell and going into the Faraday cages and then researching me um, and researching the ability to have somebody not only um, know every single thing inside of someone's body and how long it's been there, how it got there, where it stemmed from, and (laughs) the person may not even know that they have it, um, and how they got it, why they got it, how it accumulated, that is Kimberly Meredith. That is her guides. And so the interesting thing about um, the brain and the near-death experiences and understanding that we are capable of healing ourselves through the brain pattern and our own understanding that we have these abilities, not just I, not just Kimberly, but I, but I, I am able to help through the writing, I hope through this writing, or maybe my next book. Um, but this is this thing the guides are trying to communicate to me being a trans channel that you can read about it. They can research it. They can take me and, you know, research me more, but it's to actually experience it and to see it. And when you experience the fifth dimension, when you're in that energy field, that's when you um, finally are able to understand how to do it. Once you experience it, then you're like, I get it. It's like being on a Disneyland ride or, or getting that energy filled. And then you and then I, you understand I hear you. how to do it. <laughs> I hear you on that. <laughs> I'm all about having your own experiences. And um, I think for a lot of people, you know, we just won't be convinced many of us of, of these metaphysical things unless we have it within ourselves and exactly. we experience it firsthand. I wanted to talk about the fifth dimension. Let's give a quick overview of the different dimensions, what that means, because I think not everybody's quite clear. And it was only recently that I became a little more um, aware of what these dimensions mean and what the fifth dimension is, because you do talk about it in your book. It's, it's about the fifth dimension. Yeah, you know, I don't really talk about it in scientific terms. I mean, my book does. It breaks it down more in like these linear um, scientific module. Oh, you know, the first, second, third, fourth, fifth dimensional energy spheres and all of that. Because I don't see the world that way because of me being a medium. Um, But I do see dimensional frequency as through my eyes in a kaleidoscope way because I've lived this life um, as a human in a multidimensional system because I've lived many, many different, many lives in one life right now. And I know that people can recover from severe trauma And I know that people can 
reinvent their lives over again because we don't live in one universe. We live in a third dimensional world right now, but we are rapidly shifting and depopulating out of the 3D, meaning the second dimension is a very flat, non-existent dimension. Like if I was to explain the second dimension to you, it's like a, a rock. Um, but to me, some a scientist may say that's not right, Kimberly, because a rock or a crystal does have a dimensional frequency. So if we got very deep in, in scientific research or something, to me, a crystal does have an energy frequency. So maybe a crystal would be maybe more 3D. But so the third dimension to me um, is something that I feel is very egotistical, is very fearful. Um, it has a lot of um, systems to it. Um, it can have a lot of greed and anger. It has things that the guides and we don't really want to live there anymore. They're, they're tell the God Holy spirit is saying, we want to move more into a fifth dimensional conscious world so we can survive the next 10 years. The fourth dimension is more of a spirituality bridge. That's, that's gapping into us. Um, but the fourth dimension, unfortunately can't be where we exist permanently either because the fourth dimension is not capable to sustain us forever. And the fifth dimension is where we tap more into what we need, which is more sustainable living, which is why we want to move into where I live, which is where we awaken more to the environment. And so it, the fifth dimension is a place where we can actually move more into a way that more people like the children that are being born right now, the star seeds, the crystals um, can live a longer sustainable life. But unfortunately, if we don't take action, so I know I'm covering a lot right now, Okay. but the fifth dimension is something that if we don't take action, it won't happen. Mm-hmm. I hear that. So I like the breakdown. And that's what I was looking for. Just a brief summary yeah. of 3D, 4D, 5D, just to get us to that place to, of understanding. Yeah. yeah. The fifth dimension is starting to happen in people. People are awakening. The awakening is happening. It already is happening. But it's not happening on a global, worldwide, um, universal consciousness yet. Because of so many environmental, um, how would you say it, um, legislative situations going on. So basically, if I walk into a grocery store, um, there I have never seen a fifth dimensional grocery store yet. I have to go drive to a farmer's market. Um, there's too much plastic out here. There's too much... Um, 
agriculture's being poisoned and toxic things going on. That's not fifth dimensional. So fifth dimension, there's a chapter in my book called the fifth dimensional pathway to life. And in that is what I see our world. So in order for us to be fully conscious, it has to be everything. Yes. I hear you. And I think we're moving towards that. There is more awareness being brought right to the to the surface. And people are, you know, even younger people in their 20s are choosing to live a little more off grid and a little more yes. natural. So it's happening. It's just a, still a slow progression. So hopefully, yes. yeah, so it'll speed up sooner yeah. than later. There's so many lovely people that I get coming to me. I mean, the book has sold thousands of copies and people are like, I want the good water. I want the shower filter. I want to do my chanting and praying. I'm doing all these things, Kimberly, but then I'm going, you know, I'm fighting against this third dimensional, um, you know, in my hometown, there's nowhere to get water that's, you know, clean. And so there's just this pull, this, this 3D to 5D. And then I'm going to the dentist and they're telling me I have to use fluoride and I'm telling him, no, I don't want fluoride. <laughs> so, you know, I think half the world is over here and half the world's over there. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not going to be easy. The shift is happening, yeah. it's, but it's going to be messy, I think, before we get to that 5D level, which is really important. Um, you talked about people receiving a healing, but then they didn't, let's call it, consolidate it by changing their thoughts. Talk to me about that. Yeah. So I feel like um, most of the people that I come into contact with, um, I think they gravitate towards me and the healings and the, um, the work that comes from spirit with me, they are successful at the healing. Um, so, but um, it is a commitment to wanting that, wanting the energy from the omnipresent, universal, conscious, Christ consciousness. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen my work live or on video or anything like that, but I'm a pretty, I've seen some. Yep. yeah, I'm a pretty, um, I'm a pretty, I guess I'm out of body. I, I have a lot of the divine feminine come through. Um, many people say they feel when they're with me, they feel the Virgin Mary, um, coming in and, um, I feel that it's a sense of the divine feminine. And I feel that you have to have a sense of who you're working with when you're having a healing with me or th with yourself entering in that divine space. And I feel if you're not in a space of a higher consciousness and you're just sitting there and you're not in that space, I don't know how you could have a healing because you're in a outer 3d world still so um it would be hard so yeah so like say an interest interesting thing is i had a person come in my office once and say heal me and i would what just put your hands on me and heal me meredith and i would say but you have to be you know open to having a healing i said that's kind of offensive just to say heal, heal you 
I'm not God, you know, I'm not, you know, and even if you were to yell at God, heal me, heal me, God, you know, that would be very, you know, God is not a person. God is not human. And so people sometimes I feel um, don't know how to pray or don't know how to speak honorably to even the omnipresent or to someone maybe that's a healer or to a doctor or a nurse. You know, I grew up in nursing my whole life. I was a nurse assistant. I was a volunteer when I was 14. I've always wanted to care for people. And even if you are with a waitress, we have to know how to speak to the omnipresent, speak to spirit, speak to people, have compassion. When I was, um, I grew up, you know, it wasn't easy. My, 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 um, my mom passed young. My little brother died young. I grew up with a lot of sadness and I always had a lot of compassion for people. And as a healer, because I'm a medical intuitive medium, but I'm a healer at heart. You know, I've got Jesus right here. And when people come in and they get me and they get God, Holy Spirit, omnipresent spirit, I have to say they're healed. They're healed. And, you know, people need compassion right now. They really do. We need to listen to people and be kind and not judge people. And, and you know, sometimes people will just come in and I will just, they'll say, will you just pray with me? And I'll just pray. I'll pray with them. And I just feel like, I'm just so grateful that I'm alive and, um, you know, I'm not perfect, but I'm just, I'm, I'm happy. You know, I'm happy that I'm doing what I'm doing and God has, you know, kept me here. It's so beautiful. And I, I feel your authenticity just shining through. So thank you for sharing that. We talked about the physical healing of cancers and, and other physical ailments, but there's that mental health piece, that emotional, the traumas. And it works the same way, does it, with, with the healing that you do and offer? Yeah. I feel like when people have a serious disease, like well, everything has got its own energy to it, whether it's a ingrown toenail to cancer to kidney stones and all of that. Um, or they come in and their boyfriend broke up with them, you know, whatever it is, you know, or a child has passed, you know, anything like that that people come to me for and they want to connect. Um, I feel that people come to me even if they have their doctor they're working with or they're working with other people and they just want to work with me too. Everybody is important to me. Everybody gets the same care. And I feel that if it's medical or emotional, they both go together. And I feel that it's important for me to be there for them, not only as a medical intuitive, but also as a medium. And I like the fact that my guides will come in and do the medical and the healing, but also I will come in as a medium and connect to the other side for them. And sometimes their soul connection from the other side, which could be a grandma or a nana or a, or a dad that had crossed 
will come in and comfort them. And I will bring in some solid evidential information to them. And that will be a very comforting and enlightenment energy to them. And it really does help them feel safe. Oh my God. They're, I'm not alone. Their their relative that died that they were grieving is coming in and saying something that I they had never said to me before. And I'm saying to them, they knew you had that dress on, that you went there and they're saying, I love you. I'm here for you still. And they're like, oh my God, they're really there for me. Oh, I feel so good. Yeah. Absolutely. Very healing. And so it can save a life. So suicide's at a peak right now. It's huge. You know, fear is that emotional trauma, that emotional conditioner, that energy that's really taking charge right now more than ever. So so this is something that you can, with your guides, support with and provide that healing space. Now, I wanted to ask about your guides. I'm pointing. I don't know where they are, but <laughs> <laughs> they're everywhere. <laughs> but uh, for your guides, so it's the same group of, of beings that help you with the healing and with the mediumship, or is that two different teams? I, I know it's a very linear question, but... <laughs> yeah. You know, it's interesting. I'm so glad you brought that up. Um, the medical situation is that I get guides coming in. That's the medical team. But what's happening is that when I'm doing a reading for somebody and they are having a lot of an emotional upset, within the first two minutes, whoever they are in need of, their their mom or their grandma or their, say they did have, I have a lot of suicide, actually clients coming in right now where their um, son has committed suicide or their father or their dad or something like that, they're going to come in like right away, like within two minutes. And they don't have to tell me a thing. I'll just know. And what, a lot of times what I'll see is a figure of an in, infinite soul connection, a, a, a sign, uh, a day that they crossed. They'll come over and tap me on the shoulder. I'll get a tap. I'll say, did you just have somebody that passed? And they'll start crying. I'll say, you know, they're here with me right now. They're telling me they're okay. And I'll know right away who it is. I'll know, I'll see, I'll hear I'm their son or I'm their father. They'll just tell me they're that. And then I'll just start giving a reading and they'll want to talk. Okay, so this is so adorable. I, I This just started happening. I mean, within the last three months, because I feel like what's going on? And they'll say, I'm worried about my mom's stomach. I'm worried about my mom's heart. I'm worried about, because a lot of times, and this happened in my own family, there was suicide. People will cross over when a family member has passed, when they were a soulmate, so connected of a broken heart. They'll cry a lot. They'll get anemia. They'll get sick because they were so connected. It's called a soulmate. You don't have to be married to be a soulmate with a loved one that dies. You could be a mother and a son. You could be a mother or you could be a grandma. And a gra My grandma was my soulmate. I dedicated my book to my grandma. We were soulmates since I was born. When she passed, my gifts fully awakened because I couldn't live without her. She was my everything. So a lot of times, for instance, I had a mom recently come on. She was completely skin and bones. She was grieving 
so bad. The minute she came on, her son came right in. He had to be with her and tell me everything he felt and explain why he had to leave. She thought it was all her fault and it wasn't. She cried, but she felt so good on the call with me. And she felt like she could eat again and, and better. Yeah. That's incredible. I know. I feel like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but oh, yeah. I, helped, I helped her a great deal. And she is moving on better now. So it's not just the uh, energetic exchange of, of healing energy per se, but the channeling the messages from the loved ones that provides the healing as well. So it's whatever form it needs to take in that moment for that person. Yeah. And they want to come in, they want to talk and they want to say a lot of times the messages with them is that we want to still help from the other side. We are okay on the other side and we want to keep helping move forward in the ascension, in the awakening, in the next 10 years. And so, and we want to stay with you on the journey and comfort you and, and, you know, we don't want you to suffer, mom. We don't, we don't want, you know, we want to be here for you, mom. We just couldn't handle it here right now. This is not an easy world right now. This is hard, but I'm going to do more mediumship groups. I have a couple coming up in the next um, three or four months. Um, that is going to be grief groups and things. And where can people find information about those groups? Yeah, it's the healing, the healing trilogy.com. Perfect. And then your book again, uh, Awakening to the Fifth Dimension, Discovering the Soul's Path to Healing. It's got all of your stories in there. It's got the, um, it's like almost like a dictionary of terms, the third dimension, metaphysics, healing, psychic surgery, all of that stuff. So it's got a beautiful section to explain what all these terms mean so that we're all on the same page. And um, just inc an incredible life that you've lived and continue to live with this newfound, you know, this awakening that you've had. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for the work that you do. And I appreciate you Thank so you. much. I appreciate you for having this beautiful podcast. You're such a sweet, sweet, sweetheart. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Life Continuing. A special thanks to Kimberly Meredith. For more on Kimberly and to get her book, please visit thehealingtrilogy.com. The advisor to the show is Amanda Capito. The music for this podcast was composed by Richard Farron. I'm your host, Tanya Berg. Make sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast and follow on Instagram at Life Continuing Podcast. And check out wellnesscontinuing.com for spiritual tools and resources to elevate your heart mind. And do join me next time where we'll continue this conversation about life continuing.